You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Dashing and dear data devotees, welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 60, and of course, I am your humble host, Karen, and we are your creative, crafty, cranial cronies who crave our crewmate, Chris. Yeah. I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And uh, we crave our crewmate, Chris. Chris is still in Japan. Hopefully, he'll be back soon with with lots of Japanese facts. And presents for us. Yes, Yes. presents. He better Uh, bring some. (laughs) (laughs) We should email him and let him know we should do that. (laughs) And I want to start the show with a listener question. Gemma from Texas emailed us, and she asked us, what are some of our favorite fact-filled TV shows? Mm. Ooh. I think she's looking for some suggestions and, and some stuff oh. to queue up. And I actually opened it up to our community on Facebook and Twitter, and I have some responses from them. But I want to ask you guys first. Colin. Fact shows. Well, I, you see, I don't know if this counts, but I get a lot of just like, huh, kind of insights from the show How It's Made. Do you guys ever yeah. watch that show? I love that show, which is, if you, in case you haven't seen it, it's just, they'll pick three or four things an episode, and it's just what the title says. They'll show you how baseball gloves, or uh, pens, or chainsaws, or cottage cheese, whatever it is, and they'll show you step by step of the process. And, and I don't know, something about just the seeing the, the behind the scenes of what goes into household objects just has always fascinated me or just like production process that stuff amazes me that they have to design these machines to do different steps of producing a thing in a large amount yeah like that's where specialized as i think where i learned like when they make jelly beans like that the molds are actually in flour they're not like in little plastic molds they make little indentations and they come out of like a little compressed flour mold so it's just really interesting to see how they do that unwrapped is really good for that yeah the fact they show how your favorite junk food basically gets made in the stores i saw one about dum-dum that was really interesting. They did different machines and they talked about the mystery flavor. And Which is a combination of the leftover flavors. Yeah, all when they're switching together. the flavors, it's the mixed. I also really like this show called Oddities. It is fascinating. It, it takes place in an antique store in, in New York. Oh, right, Antiques right, right. and Oddities. Curios. Curios. It's <laughs> full of fascinating things. They had the bu- the flesh-eating bugs. They showed how like they do taxidermy <gasps> stuff. Oh. They have also like artists come through. So there was this one woman who wanted to sell little sculptures she made out of belly button lint. <laughs> they were they were kind of grossed out about it. It's just full of really neat, weird little facts and things that people were into. Beds of nails. They sold like old carnival stuff. Whoa. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Oh. Chris is not here, but I'm sure I can answer for him. I know Chris's favorite probably fact-filled shows include Good Eats, which mm. is my favorite too. A That's lot a of people's show. favorite. Um, Good Eats hosted by Alton Brown, and each episode is about one food item. And maybe sometimes not even food, maybe it's water, and just the science behind it, the history behind it. The history it, and the yeah. anecdotes, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, how you actually cook with it to bring out its its basic characteristics and highlight them. And I believe Chris's other favorite show is, how am I going to say this without cursing? Um, <laughs> Penn and Teller's B. 
BS. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a great one, too. Oh, yeah. I bet Chris would like that show. Yep. Yeah. Uh, exposing a lot of maybe conspiracy theory stuff. So it's kind of like a politicized Mythbusters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they have very pointed takedowns of common misconceptions or a lot of scientific shams they'll take on on that show. Yeah. But, you said Mythbusters. I also love Mythbusters. Definitely. That's a great of course, show. Of they course. film it around here. Too. They do. And uh, personally, for me, I love <laughs> being a very big uh, dog person. I love Dogs 101. It's on Animal Planet. <laughs> In one episode, they probably feature three to four different types of dog breeds, and they talk about the history of it, You know how it was introduced to the world mm. and the physiology mm. of that type of dog, You know, learning that the bloodhounds, why are they so good at tracing smells? And also, there's dogs, there's puppies. <laughs> like, What's not to like about that show? And uh, my other favorite show, and I've mentioned on this podcast before, which is Life After People. Oh, that's a good one. On the History Channel. What happens when all of a sudden humans are on Earth? What happens to everything that we have, we make? Um, what happens to all these buildings? And they have different engineers and scientists kind of speculate what would happen. I think the underlying theme is plants will just take over everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it will revert to plants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we also asked the community for their recommendations and uh, we've mentioned him before. He is our former trivia teammate, Rob Sable from New York. Of course, his favorite fact-filled TV show was Pop-Up Videos mm. from VH1. Oh. Uh, Rob actually worked on Pop-Up Videos, and it's uh, music videos, and they would pop up little facts about the, the making of the video or different related facts. I want to call out John Quinn, who suggested the show Burn Notice. And Burn Notice is a, it's kind of comedy. It's an action televised series here in America. And it's about a, a spy who got burnt. But in addition to the drama parts of the show, the show features tips, like right. spy tips. Like when you're a spy, you know, and you need a telephone in a hotel, the best way is to blah, 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 blah. It's a little Whoa. bit like elements of like MacGyver, a little yeah. bit of those like worst case, case scenario scenarios. handbooks. Yeah. yeah, it is. It does yep. sort of, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I'll have um, to check that out. Gail McMillan, along with others, brought up a show that I've actually uh, never heard before. It's a UK show called Pointless. Huh. And Pointless is is also a, a quiz type show. I'm in this kind of similar vein to QI, which is also a very, very popular quiz show. And of course, a lot of childhood favorites. Oh man, so many. Three, two, one, Contact. Yeah, that yeah. was a great Bill I the science guy square one square one we've talked yeah. about Ripley's believe it or not yeah uh, yep. certainly I love that one there's another one I remember I associate with the same time period as Ripley's was in search of with Leonard Nimoy have you guys remember oh. that one and it was it just each week it was kind of you know like lost civilizations or unexplained phenomena and it was Kind of like with the spooky feel, but from a very scientific presentation. Mm. I'd, be, I'd be curious to see how well those hold up, but I always liked that one a lot. Lots of TV shows to catch up on, <laughs> I guess. Uh, thank you, Gemma, for writing in. Without further ado, let's jump into our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hotshot. And here I have actually two Trivia Pursuit cards that I'm going to kind of scramble because one of them has a picture on it. It's a mashup. Yeah, I don't like those. What is this? It's a compass. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yes, yeah. it's a compass. Here we go. Blue wedge for geography, and you guys have your barnyard buzzers. Oh, okay. What U.S. state has the highest ratio of males to females? Oh, U.S. state highest ratio of males to females. That's a good question. 
Mm, oh, Alaska? Yes, yeah. it oh, is Alaska. Oh, I think I have heard that, actually, now that you mentioned that. All right. Pink Red for Pop Culture. Who became an overnight sensation singing I Dreamed a Dream on Britain's Got Talent? Uh-huh. Dana. Susan Boyle. Correct. Susan Boyle. Shocked everybody. Beautiful voice. All right. Yellow Wedge. What is the call sign of the presidential helicopter? I mentioned this before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Marine One. Yes. Yeah. Marine One. So named because it is operated by the U.S. Marine Corps. Yep. Purple Wedge. The Kitchen God's Wife was Amy Tan's second novel. What was her first? Dana. Joy Luck Club. Yes, the Joy Luck Club. Green Wedge for science. Name three, just three, of the six Nobel Prize categories. All right. Um, so there's one in medicine. There's ding, 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 ding. Uh, economics. Ding, 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 ding. And physics. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Can you name the other three, Dana? Literature? Yes. Um, peace? Yes. Uh, the last one. Oh, that is the last Similar one. to physics. Another branch of science. Chemistry? Yep. Ah. Chemistry. So that's chemistry, economics, literature, medicine, peace, and physics. Oh, can I make a mnemonic? That's a good one, yeah. Let's see. Tune in next week for a mnemonic. <laughs> Clemp. Clempapa. Clempapa. All right. Sure. Anyways, moving on. Orange Wedge, last question. Interesting. What is the Chicago Bulls cheerleading squad called? It's going to be some horrible pun. Oh, I feel like I should know the this. Bullets. No, bullets. I, I don't know. What is it? The Lovables. Oh, that's so dumb. No. The Lovables. I like Bullets better. The Bullets. Bullerinas. Oh, oh, that's good. I like that. Lovables. Lovables. There Grown. you go. <laughs> good job, brains. And today is our episode number 60, which is a multiple of five. Uh, every fifth episode, we have our all quiz bonanza where it's a whole episode full of quiz segments from us that we've prepared for each other and for you guys listening. Where it's a whole episode full of quiz segments from us that we've prepared for each other and for you guys listeners. And who wants to go first? All right, well, I'll start it off for you guys here. Yeah. All right, I got a quiz called Household Name. So this will be a little bit of a grab bag quiz about perhaps the origins that you may not know of everyday household things. You know, I'm big on the uh, secret histories and things like that. Or maybe just some interesting facts about otherwise everyday objects. Okay. I'm ready. All right. This French company can proudly claim not one, but two of its iconic products are part of the permanent collection of the Museum of Modern Art in New York prestigious for a design object. Now, what's even more interesting is that both of these items were meant to be thrown away. What is the company that I'm talking of? What? Dana. I'm guessing DuPont? No. Oh. DuPont, I believe, oh, is American, I think, yeah. even though they sound French. So as I say, these are both meant to be thrown away. These are disposable items. What company can you think Underwear. of that makes disposable household objects? Underwear is a disposable household object. Karen. Glad? No, no. I was looking for Bic, 
the French company. They're French. They are French, and they invented the Bic Maxi lighter, which is just that ubiquitous, you know, oval design household cigarette lighter. And also the crystal pen, which is just that classic hexagonal see-through pen with the bluer back And cap. razors. And razors as well. The razor hasn't made it into the permanent collection of MoMA yet. Wow. Yeah. So I think that's just such a testament to their just amazing design is that the disposable products are just so cleanly and so well designed. Yeah. Bic really was kind of, their claim to fame originally was really mass marketing the first disposable ballpoint pen. Oh. I take it for granted. Be thinking about the olden days. They had fountain pen, right? right? You know, lots of little bits. You have to buy more ink and whatever, and just to have a pen that you might throw away. Right. I mean, right now it's like a disposed pen is just a normal pen. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. just like when you say a pen, you mean a disposable pen. Yeah, right, yep. right. Yeah. yeah, really, it was uh, a materials engineering thing. It was they they were the first ones to engineer the little ball, the ball in the ballpoint pen, like to get uh. it engineered precision enough that it could smoothly carry ink. Oh. All right. So in America, certainly Colgate. If I say Colgate, you think of one product. Toothpaste. 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 Right, right. And, you know, my apologies to the Crest company. Crest is also there. I would say those are the one and two for American toothpaste names. Um, so the Colgate company, when they were founded, they didn't make toothpaste. That was not one of their original products. They made a lot oh. of soaps and things of that nature. And it wasn't even actually until uh, after William Colgate, the founder, had died that the company started getting into making toothpastes. Huh. So I want to ask you, what groundbreaking innovation in the world of toothpaste did Colgate introduce in 1896? Karen. We talked about it in an earlier show. It is the tube. It is the tube. Yes. They were the first ones to put toothpaste in a tube. I believe someone who worked for Colgate or even someone from the Colgate family was in France and they saw painters using paint tubes and they're like let's put toothpaste in that yes yeah do you know what the up until then do you know what it was it would just come in a jar and you kind of just like dig your toothbrush yeah i know it just sounds really gross and unsanitary i mean i don't yeah i don't want to be sharing a jar of toothpaste with anybody else i don't even know if i would want to be using it with just me day after day yeah yeah all right. Um, you know, we've talked before a lot of electronics companies, you know, famously started off making totally unrelated, you know, modest object like Nintendo started off making playing cards, for example. All right. Uh, this household Japanese electronics company took its name from its very first consumer product, a mechanical pencil that never needed sharpening. And don't overthink this will be my only hint. Japanese household electronics company. Sony? No, not Sony. <laughs> it was... Uh, oh. no, 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 I'm thinking. <laughs> I am thinking... I hope you get it, because you're going to be mad if you don't. Jap- I can't... A mechanical I'm... pencil that never needs sharp... Oh. And then... Sharp! Sharp. Sharp electronics. Uh... Yeah, their first product was a mechanical pencil. It was the sharp. Wow! Yeah. You and I was like, I always thought it was like so metaphorical, like, oh, they're just cutting edge electronics. It's like, no, it was just a pencil that stayed sharp. We'll come back to America for this one. This popular snack cracker debuted in 1900. The manufacturing process was actually granted a patent covering a process to produce a, quote, filamentous cracker. What cracker am I talking about? Filamentous. Karen. Trisket. Trisket. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because so, it's made out of little, little strings. strings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if you go back and look at a trisket, it's like, oh, yeah. And, that, and that's what it is. It's extruded filaments of wheat. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Trisket. Patented. 
But what about shredded wheat? It's a it's a very similar process. Okay. Yeah, okay. but like they had a machine that would sort of you know lay out the filaments of cracker and then they would bake them and so that machine process was patented by. Nabisco. Oh man, I would love to see a video of how they make triscuits. That I bet would that's be great. somewhere. Yeah. This yeah. is why I like stuff like how it's made. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you can see how they make filamentous crackers. Yeah, and a bookmark that. We'll stay in the kitchen for this one. I keep my crackers in the kitchen. The design of what common kitchen item is often described as being inspired by a device called a gun worm used by soldiers? Gun worm. This was a de- Karen. Is it one of those lighter things? Uh, like you light the not stove, a bad the idea. pilot? Let me describe a gun worm. It was a tool that would use to uh, extract unspent charges from your gun barrel. Mm, and you, it's in your kitchen. You would screw it in the barrel and extract. Karen. Corkscrew. Corkscrew. For wine. Yes, corkscrew oh. for wine. Yeah. That sounds so tedious. It does. <laughs> well, it's funny. I mean, you know, before the invention of the corkscrew, you would just dig out the cork with a knife or you'd push mm-hmm. it into the wine and filter oh. it out. And there are reports that uh, soldiers out in the field were starting to figure it out to use how the gun worms. And you're like, hey, we can also adapt this to pull corks out of wine. Mm. All right. Well, that was a little bit of tour around the house. Not bad, guys. Awesome. Cool. All right. I have a quiz for you guys. It's called beef, pork, lamb, or chicken. <laughs> so I will... I'm scared. <laughs> no. I'll name a cut of meat. And you tell me if it's beef, pork, lamb, or chicken. All right. Okay. Beef, pork, lamb, or chicken. Beef, pork, lamb, or chicken. Okay. We'll start really easy. Pancetta. Karen. Pork. Yes. That is pig belly. Yeah. Pork from the pork belly meat. All right. Scrag end. (laughs) Oh. That's called. Beef. Nope. Mm. Scrag end. What's a scrag? Scrag end. Sounds just sounds like British English. It is British. Yeah, scrag end. I'm gonna guess lamb. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's from from the neck. It's the part right next to the head. (laughs) Scrag end. Scrag sounds delicious, doesn't it? It doesn't make me want to try it. (laughs) Scragalicious. Yeah. How about oysters? Karen. (laughs) Uh, Chicken. Yes. It's the small, round, dark meat on the back near the thigh. There are two of them yep. on, on the chicken. How about Pope's eye? Pope's Ew. Eye. Okay. I'll guess beef. Yes. Because I was just thinking like ribeye. Oh. That, that was my connection. I don't know if that, I don't know if that makes yeah. any sense. It's a, a thinly sliced rump steak. It doesn't look like a Pope's eye. <sighs> it tastes like Pope. <laughs> I was about to make up a reason. I did read the Wikipedia. I was like, yeah, why is it Pope's eye? And it, it was just a very specialized fatty piece of meat. That uh, tastes, it's supposed to taste really good, like be a nice piece of really nice cut. rich. How about trotters? Trotters. Oh, oh. Uh, pig. Pork. Yep. yep. It's the feet. It's the feet. Yeah, oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have little trotters. <sighs> That's cute slash sad. <laughs> cute slash sad slash delicious. When I used to eat meat, pig's feet is so good. I've never had pig's feet, but oh, I... Oh, it's uh... all fatty and... Oh. <laughs> How about chump chops? chops? Chump chops. Chump chops. chops. I, I said it to myself a lot of times. After chump chops! Chump yeah. chops. Sorry, well, it's not going to be chicken. I want a chump chop. <laughs> I'm going to guess beef again. No. Gosh. I'm going to keep uh, guessing and I'm going to keep being wrong. <laughs> every quantity. I think there's another beef one in here. Chomp chop. Well, 
Okay, so you have lamb chop and you have pork chop. We had a bunch of pork questions already, so I'm going to guess lamb. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Just by frequency you, analysis. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> you decoded my pattern. It's, um, yeah, it's the lamb. It's between the loin and the leg. Okay. Yeah. Not because the lamb is a chump. Well, a little bit, but... No, I don't know why it's called a jump top. I just know where it is. Well, I can see it like, I don't know, like my the story that I just invented in my head <laughs> oh, is yeah. like, this is the chop that chumps by. It's not the best chop, but you know, maybe you can only afford the chump chop. Might be. <laughs> maybe. Good chop, sure. thanks, thanks for humoring me. <laughs> Could be. Hey, we, should, we should fill in the Wikipedia page some more. <laughs> I've never seen two Wrong. sets of eyes roll at once. That was amazing. <laughs> we hang out a lot. <laughs> How about the best end? I'm like gun shy now. I don't even want to guess. Best? No, it's okay. We're all friends. Do it. Is it beef? No. <laughs> I hate you. You're like Lucy with the football. <laughs> I'm guess chicken. No. Oh, how's the chicken butt? Best it is lamb. See? Wow. You thought you were so clever and figured oh. out my pattern. Two lambs in a row. Double up there. Uh, is wow, it, I, which end is so, it? So it's the other side of the neck next to the loin. So like the scrag end is by the head. Uh, and then the best end is on the other side. Uh, like there's no... Scrag end, best end. How about tornitos? Tarn. Tarn. Tornitos. Tor. T-O-U-R-N-E-T-O-S. Oh. Yes, Charlie Brown? I believe that's beef. Yes. Yeah! <laughs> I, I actually thought that was beef. I wasn't just saying beef. Yeah, that's kind of a fancy one too, right? Like you see that in French restaurants, it's that the, cut? A tenderloin, um, and they call it filet mignon in the U.S. Ah, oh. okay. That's so just a, another way to say filet mignon. Got it. So. All right. Good job, Charlie Brown. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Last one. Jowl. Oh. Well, technically, a lot of animals. Have I think. I think pig, though. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think the oh, okay. most the yeah the most jowl eaten animal as, is pig. Yeah. yeah. Like as a cut of meat, the jowl is actually on the charts for the pig and not for the other animals. I look. I was like, yeah, they all have cheeks. Yeah. But pork cheek is a thing. Huh. Wow, I really do not know my cuts of meat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Good job, you guys. All right. <laughs> There's a butcher listening out there somewhere who's like, amateurs. No, yeah, exactly. I, I picked the weird pieces of meats. Yay! Yeah. Go meat. So usually I save the music round for the end, but I thought it's a, a different music round. I, I figured I'd switch things up. So cool. here I have a music round, and it's a little bit trickier throughout musical history there have been a lot of songs that feature spelling, mm, okay. like songs that have like actually spell words in a sing-song pattern in the song. Uh -huh. So usually in music round, I would play a bit of a song for a while, and you guys can listen and deduce and figure out you know who's the artist, identify the the band or the group or the singer. Instead of playing several clips, uh -huh. I have a super montage of ten clips of okay. songs back-to-back, back, okay. next to each other, very quickly. Okay. And each of these clips has just the spelling part okay. of 10 songs. And I need you to identify performer. Okay. In front of you guys, there are notepads labeled 1 to 10. And listeners, you can do it in your head, or you can take some time now, get a piece of uh, paper, and write down your answers. So here we go. These are all clips of spelling in songs. And these are all hits. All right. So, okay. here we go. Hello, 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 -E -L 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 -E -E. 
Wow. That's fast, that huh? Fast. That was fast. You guys want to do it again? Yeah, I think I need one more one more yeah. run through. Do it again. One by one. All right. Maybe yeah. We can help each other. I th- yeah, I feel like I got maybe a set. third of those. Really? Well, yeah. Maybe half. Are you really impressed? I mean, impressed? That's good, or really like Bad. I did that poorly? I thought these were like these are hits. It's, it's some so of them are fast. so fast. I'm like, oh, I know I've heard that, but what is it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Number one. Here's the very short clip. Oh, it was like a modern song. Yeah, it, it like feels Demi relatively. Lovato or somebody like L-O, that. L O L O L O V. Well, she's spelling love. I know yeah, I've heard. Yeah. I know I've heard that. I, I just don't know who sings that song. Like, oh. It is Ashley Simpson. Mm, L dot okay. O dot V dot E dot is her song. Okay, okay. okay. All right, number two. Let's play the clip. Very short. Okay. That one. You you have to get. Yeah, it. that one instantly. Yeah. Just such a distinctive one. That's uh, they might be giants. Yes. Right? Uh, birdhouse in your soul. Correct. Number three, the clip. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Okay, that was respect by yeah. Aretha Franklin. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. All right, and the next one. That was Lynn. Yeah, Steal, Steal My, Sunshine. My Sunshine. Yeah, yeah. good yeah. job. That was the one, like on the second run through, it's just like, oh, Steal My Sunshine. Yep. Yeah. All right, the good. next one. Fergie, glamorous. Oh, okay, that's yes. who it was. Yeah. yeah, Fergie. That was another one. I was like, oh, I know, I've heard this. She spells a lot in her songs, actually. She also spells delicious in a different song. But this is this is glamorous. Yeah. And I yeah. think I believe it's probably the highest Scrabble scoring word of, of this lot. Oh. Yeah. Alright, next oh. one. I didn't know. I didn't I couldn't get this one. Old timey one. It's Cadillac, because he's spelling Cadillac. Bo Diddley. Uh. Uh, Bo Diddley. Alright, next one. Okay. Gwen Stefani, Hollaback Girl. Yes. Yes. Colin, did you get that one? I on the second time through. Yes. Yes. That was that was another one. The first time through I was like, oh my god. I've heard this before. Yep. But you have to sing the rest of the song in your head. Yeah, exactly. It was. I had to kind of follow it through. And she just her voice is distinctive. It is an explicit song, so I had to cut it very short. (laughs) She doesn't say a nice word after (laughs) after spelling bananas. (laughs) Next one. That was Gloria. Yes. By uh, the Kinks, I believe, right? Mm-mm. Mm. I didn't know it. Gloria. Was it? Oh. G-L-O-R-A, Gloria. Is it not the animals? The band is them, mm. fronted by Van Morrison. Ah. Uh, Van Morrison song. Oh, that's right. The voice was familiar. It yeah. just was too short to like, yeah. recall yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely a pub quiz song. Yep, yep, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, next one. 
Yeah, this one I just wrote down a question mark. I, I couldn't I couldn't place I this one. It's too fast. Yeah. What was it? They're actually spelling beat, B-E-A-T. Uh-huh. Um, it is Dance by Justice. Big techno hit for them. All right. All right. All right. And the last one. Here's a clip. One of the longer ones. Any guesses? I cannot like remember Saturday who sings those ones. Yeah, it's, yeah I, I know the song. I c- it's God, it's that's the pub quiz one. It is. Yeah, I cannot remember who sings this one. Bay City Rollers. That's right. That's right. Bay City Rollers. Good job. That was hard. That was a good one. That was hard. But I figured I'd switch up kind of the the format of how we usually do. I like it. Cool. Keep you on your toes. All right. Woo. Let's take a quick break, recuperate, word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Good Job Brain. Smooth puzzles, smart trivia, Good Job Brain. And we're back. You are listening to Good Job Brain. And this is our all quiz bonanza 12. Wow, number 12. And today we made our own quizzes and we're quizzing each other and you guys listeners. Who wants to go next? All right. Well, I put together a quiz for you guys that I called 50 questions about 50 states. And then I realized, no, (laughs) that's just terrible. So I renamed it. Good, because that'd be super long. <laughs> I renamed it Jeepers. about seven questions about maybe a dozen states. <laughs> okay. I'm working on the branding. Nice. Uh, so as you might have deduced, uh, these are questions all about the United States of America, the individual states, the geography, their names, weird little trivia tidbits. Man, this is going to be hard. I think this will be a good one. I tried to include a lot that could be reasoned out. Okay, so hopefully, good. hopefully these aren't ones that you either know it or you don't. Okay. All right. So, so you guys might not be surprised to hear that California is the most populous state. Makes a lot of sense. Big. Lots of people here. What is the least populous state? Total. Total number of people. Okay. And this is as of the 2010 census. So these are very accurate numbers. And I will give you this. It is not the smallest state. Yeah, because it's not per capita or anything, right? You're just going straight Raw by numbers, people. Yeah, right. Yeah, raw numbers. Oh, ah. Wyoming. Karen. I heard what Karen buzzed, but Dana said something. Oh, I was going <laughs> to guess Alaska. 
Not Alaska. Dana, would you care to guess? Wyoming? It is Wyoming. Wow. Yeah, it is sparse in Wyoming. Uh, only just a little bit over 560,000 people. There, there are fewer people who live in the whole state of Wyoming than in Washington, D.C. I mean, wow. yeah, it's, yeah, even though I know that's not a state. All right, so we'll stay with Wyoming here. So Wyoming is one of three states that have only straight line borders. So there are three states in America that the states are perfectly straight lines uh, that were, in fact, based on surveying measurements. Not like Scrigley or Right, not defined by mountains or rivers. Yeah, so I gave you one. So what are the other two states? All of the The perimeter boundaries are only straight lines. It doesn't have to be a rectangle, but only made of straight lines. No curves, no squiggles. Dana. New Mexico? No. Really? Oh! They're all clustered together. They all three, oh. all three touch each other. I'll give you another hint there. Oh. All three of Colorado? the Colorado? St- Colorado is one. Idaho? Right direction, but go south. Montana. Utah. Utah. It's Utah. Oh, yeah, Utah. Utah, Wyoming, and Colorado are the only three where all of the boundaries are straight line. You know, when they first laid down the, the boundaries, it was based on the limits of surveying technology in the 1800s. Oh. And so they would define the boundaries as based on this latitude and longitude. Oh. With more precise measurements now, we can see that they're actually off by what they were defined as the legal boundaries. But they've agreed on the boundaries now, so they, they don't actually fit the latitude and longitude lines they're supposed to. But they're stuck with it now too bad all right we're gonna go the opposite of this question what is the only state that has no straight lines anywhere in its boundary dana hawaii it is hawaii Uh, i love this Uh, one this is a good like oh of course question darn it (laughs) which makes sense being all islands all right i've got a couple questions for you guys about state names and i think that you guys can reason these out so the name of this state comes from the Spanish for the flowery land. Karen. Florida. Florida. Yes. Yes. This state takes its name from its famed Green Mountain Range. I'll give you a clue. It was first colonized by the French. What? Dana. Vermont? Vermont. Les Vermont. The Green Mountains. <laughs> that one kind of blew my mind. That it was like so simple. Sense. I was like Louisiana. <laughs> so yes, it was actually uh, you know part of New France originally. French colonists there, French wow. capital Montpellier. Um, Duh. Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll stick with Vermont here. I will okay. close it out with the last question. So this, you Ben know, Jerry's, Ben Jerry's, Ben Jerry's. <laughs> probably, yeah, the most maple famous syrup, Vermont syrup, business. Syrup. That's right. Vermont uh, is one of four states that were previously sovereign entities, sovereign states, self-governing. Mm. Okay. So this this is probably the, the least known, that it was the Vermont Republic for 14 years before they joined, before they joined the rest of the United States, the first state after the original 13 colonies. Mm-hmm. So what are the three other current states that were at one time in history, sovereign, independent entities. Karen. I'm going to name one. Okay. We can do this as a joint effort here. Rhode Island. No. What? I thought Rhode Island had a crazy name, like the Rhode Island Plantation. Rhode Island Province Plantations. Yep. No. No. Dana? Texas. Texas is one. Oh. That's right. The Republic of Texas. Yes. And California. California is one. Yes. Republic California. That's right. The California Republic. Not Utah. Mm. This state used to have a queen. Oh, Hawaii. Hawaii. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Yes. Texas, California, Hawaii, and Vermont were all at one time their own independent states. Oh, I feel bad for Vermont. <laughs> kind of overshadowed by Hawaii. You don't hear as much about yeah, it. Yeah. No, yeah. And all. it is a proud, fiercely proud uh, history of the Vermont Republic. Yeah. Also, Ben Jerry's just saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, good job, guys.
All right. So I call this quiz, Hey There, Little Buddy. <laughs> and it's a... <laughs> Sounds so creepy. Round. I know. I'm like Chris Hansen. Hey there. Step into my van. <laughs> hey there, little buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's about sidekicks. Oh, okay. oh all right. Not vans. It's a lightning round. So we'll see how many you can get. Okay. Oh, right. okay. 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 So you're going to read... A person. I'll I read guess. a person. You tell me their sidekick. And it's a person from film or literature okay. or TV. For example, if I said Batman, who's Batman's sidekick? We would say Robin. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah, Robin. Sometimes he had many and they're different incarnations <laughs> of Robin. Karen, Karen's totally Nightwing? overthinking that yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go for the obvious one. So I give you pads and that is so you can keep your own score. There's okay. about 30 Whoa. Uh, main character sidekick pairings. Okay. And it's a speed round. We'll right. just see right. how We're just going to buzz in yeah. and yell it out. Honor system with your scorekeeping. Okay. okay. First one. Sherlock Holmes. Watson. John Watson. <laughs> right. Doctor John Watson. Do I get extra points? Indeed. <laughs> sure. Johnny Carson. Colin. Ed McMahon. Oh. Yes. Yeah, right. David Letterman. Karen. Paul Schaefer. Yes. Gumby. Colin. Pokey. Rocky J. Squirrel. Colin. Bullwinkle Moose. Yes. Captain Hook. Karen. Shmee. Yes. Garfield. Oh. Colin. Odie. Yes. What about Nermal? He was more of his uh, antagonist. Yeah. Pin. Colin. Oh. Teller. <laughs> Don Quixote. Oh, uh, 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 uh Sancho Panza. <laughs> Uh, all right, the judges will give it to you. <laughs> all right. Snoopy. Karen. Woodstock. Yes. <laughs> Calvin. Karen. Hobbs. Yes. Shrek. Karen. Donkey. <laughs> yes. The Lone Ranger. Oh. Tonto. Silver. Uh, that wasn't really the sidekick. <laughs> oh, okay. Magneto. Karen. Oh, Mystique. Yes. Overthink sorrows. Over no, don't go that Do you mean in the movies or in the books? <laughs> because I think Juggernaut has a perfectly acceptable claim to... Robin Hood. Ah. Karen. Uh, little John. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because there's also Friar Tuck as well. And All the, Merry the, the Merry Men. Yeah. 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 SpongeBob SquarePants. Karen. Patrick the Starfish. Yes. <laughs> Fagin. Oh, that? Uh, Fagin. Uh, yeah, from uh, uh, from Oliver Twist. Uh, God, what was his? Oh. Karen. Artful Dodger. Yes. 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 <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, Big Daddy. Karen. Oh. Little Sister. Uh, sorry, Big Daddy from Kick Ass. Oh, darn it. Oh, uh, 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 I got it. I, I uh, did it first. Oh, Colin. Darn. Hit girl. Hit girl. I was thinking Bioshock. Yeah. Was like, Big Daddy, yeah. little sister. Oh, Zena. Oh, uh, Gabrielle. Yes. <laughs> Can't believe I remember. That. Han Solo. Karen. Mm. Chewbacca. Yes. Oh, this feels so good, Colin. She's so good. Mm. <laughs> Ralph Kremden. Ed Norton. Yes. Wait, what? Who's the? Who are those? From people? The Honeymooners. Oh, okay. Edward Norton. <laughs> no. Lucy Ricardo. Karen. Desi Arnaz. Uh, from the I Love Lucy show, who was the sidekick. Colin. Oh. Ethel Mertz? Ethel yes. Mertz. Conan O'Brien. Colin. Andy Richter. Yes. Robinson Crusoe. Colin. Friday. Yes. Uh, Ferris Bueller. Karen. Cameron. Yes. Fred Flintstone. 
Barney. Yes. Based on Ed Norton. Oh, that's right. Yes. Good job. Woo! Oh, man. I got 15. I got 12. That was close. Good job, you guys. Yeah, I got the Star Wars one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And believe me, I will never hear the end of that one. Pretty sweet. It's getting hot in here. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That was a good quiz. Yeah. Yeah, my my blood is, uh, (laughs) my, my blood, my heartbeat is racing here. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I'm next. I guess this is the last quiz segment of today's show, and this is for all the movie buffs. Mm -hmm. The theme of this segment is about biographies, biopics, uh, movies about famous people. Okay. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to list three actors from the movie okay. you have to buzz in and tell me what movie and who was the subject or the main person the, the person's biography okay is okay. um you can buzz in anytime but it might be tricky because a lot of actors overlap too so you want to make sure you're guessing the right one all right all right yeah you want to guess early but not too early yep yep and i'm i'm reading these actors names by uh, their roles from very supporting to supporting to main okay okay we're gonna start off with this one Ben Kingsley, Ray Fiennes, Lee. That's uh, Schindler's List. Yes, Schindler's List. And whose uh, biography is uh, it? Oscar Schindler. Yes, Oscar Schindler. And the last name is uh, Liam Neeson, who played Oscar Schindler. Okay. All right. Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, Ray Liotta. Oh. All right, so that's good fellas. Correct. That was Henry Hill. Yes, Henry Hill. And some of these are actually very interesting because I had no idea these actors were in movies. They had bit parts, but it, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like this one. Lizzie Kaplan, Janice from Mean Girls, if sure. you remember. Amber Tamblyn, James Franco. Amber <sighs> Tamblyn. Like, I only know one movie she was in. I'm guessing Milk? Incorrect. Uh... Man, I James Franco is the star. He played the the person this biography oh, was about. Oh yeah, what was 127 hours? Yes. Oh, of course, of course. 127 right. hours. That's right. Do you know oh, no. what was the Aaron, guy's uh, name? Aaron Rudolph. Aaron Walston. Aaron Ralston. Yep, Close. the guy who cut off his own arm with his own pocket knife. Yep. All right, this one's a little bit tricky. Rita Moreno. Deborah Kerr. Yule Brenner. Oh, the, the King and I? Yes, The King yeah. and I. All right. The King of Siam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Specifically. Um, I don't actually remember. King Kut. Okay. And uh, Anna uh, from King and I. The I is referring to Anna. Anna Linoans. All right, this one's for you, Dana. <laughs> oh. James Franco. Uh-huh. Josh Brolin. Sean Penn. How? <laughs> oh. Milk. This is milk, yes. About Harvey Milk. About Harvey Milk. All right, next one. Guy Pierce, Helena Bonham Carter, 
Colin Firth. Oh. I'm actually not mentioning another actor because it's very apparent. Right. The Colin. Oh. The King's Speech. Correct. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. The yes, King's yes. Speech. King Edward. I've. I don't remember who it was. It's, uh, the King George, George. George the Sixth. King okay. George the Sixth. Right, right, yeah. right. King Sixth. King Speech. Just maybe like two years ago. Three yep. years ago. Yeah. Right. Sarah Jessica Parker. Martin Landau. Huh. Johnny Depp. Oh, oh, uh, this was uh, Ed Wood. Yes! yes. Good job, Ed, Ed Wood. Wood. Johnny Depp played yes. uh, Ed Wood, the very eccentric director. And Martin Landau was uh, Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi, yep. that's right, that's right. Here's another one. Odd group of actors. Courtney Love. Is that uh, People versus Larry Flint? Oh, yeah. Mm, yes, if that's what I'm thinking of, but this is another <laughs> one. Because you didn't wait. Ah, uh, I got burned. Yeah, but she was in with Woody Harrelson in uh, The People right. versus Larry Flint. Okay. About Larry Flint. Courtney Love, mm-hmm. Danny DeVito, Jim Carrey. Oh, man, Danny DeVito, Jim Carrey should be enough to narrow it down. Wow. Was it Danny DeVito? Was it biopic? Oh, a biopic, man. Oh, is it the man in the moon? Yes, yes. man yeah, on the of, moon. Of course, I'm forgetting the basic theme yeah. of this quiz. Is that's right? Yeah, Andy Kaufman. Yes, yeah. Legendary yeah. comedian Andy Kaufman, recent hit. Justin Timberlake, Andrew Garfield, <laughs> and oh. lastly Jesse Eisenberg. The Social Network. Yes, the mm-hmm. Social Network. About Mark uh, Zuckerberg. Yes. And last one, Gwen Stefani. I know. Huh. Huh. Weird. She had a very bit role. Kate Blanchett. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, wait. Kate Blanchett, Leonardo DiCaprio. That was the... um, um... The clue is Gwen Stefani and Kate Blanchett played uh, very famous actresses in real life. Uh, What year was this movie? 2004, mm. I believe. Yeah, it's like, oh, I know who it is. Who Wasn't it like about Howard Hughes? Yes. Oh, the Aviator. The Aviator. The Aviator. Yeah. Oh, you yes. know, I never saw that. I didn't know Gwen Stefani had yep, a part in that yep. one. She played... Was it Jean Harlow or something? Yes, she played uh, Jean Harlow. Tricky. Good job, that everybody. That was, that was good. good. That was good. There's so many biographies. Morgan Freeman and Invictus. Hey, save those for a future quiz. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. don't be giving them away now. (laughs) Give them away for free. (laughs) I'm a chump chop. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's our show, our all quiz number 12. Thank you guys for joining me. And thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learn a lot about uh, movie biographies, uh, cuts of meat. That's very important. Very <laughs> handy. U.S. states. All, all very good trivia pub quiz fodder. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, hopefully Chris will be back soon. And uh, you can find our podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and also on our website, which is goodjobbrain.com. And check out our sponsor at bonobos.com. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Neil. 
And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast.